You're listening to Brain Buster Radio. Hey everyone, David Conrad here, owner of the Gorilla Position Wrestle Store. We're an online store headquartered in San Antonio, Texas, bringing you the best in original wrestling shirts, accessories, collectibles, and more. We're glad to be partnering with Brain Buster Radio, and to thank them, and to thank you, we're offering 10% off all purchases with the coupon code BRAINBUSTA. That's B-R-A-I-N-B-U-S-T-A. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under at GP Russell Store, or check out our website, www.gprustlestore.com. Remember, when you want the best wrestling experience, you gotta hang out in gorilla position. Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to this week's episode of Queen's Court, Bad Boys for Life, in celebration of heels with your girl, the Queen of N.E., and baby, it's time to turn. We are turning heel here on Queen's Court this week, and I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation, this great heel turn celebration, heel celebration that I have for you with my boys, Tanner and Steven from Headlock Talk. We're talking two great heels currently working. We're talking two subpar heels currently working. We're talking what makes a good heel, how we feel about character work, what do we think about cheap heat, outfits, what's necessary in terms of the skill required to be a heel. We're talking greatest heels of all time, honorable mentions, and what we'd be like as heels ourselves. Honey, let me tell you, this is the episode. If you love heels and you love great analysis and discussion of character work, this episode is for you. So we're going to cut right quick to a small commercial break and I'm going to bring you this new heel faction from Headlock Talk. Strap in. Hold on tight, kitties. Because the queen is bringing you a very heel version of holding court with queen. Hey, wrestling fans. Are you passionate about all things WWE? If you're craving a funny, banner-filled podcast that breaks it all down, from Raw to SmackDown Live, every single pay-per-view, and even some NXT, you belong with us at DYWTSB. Join host Mort with Pops, James E., and Queen as they discuss it all. You will not be disappointed. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, and at DYWTSB on Twitter. We will see you there. And welcome back from that very quick commercial break. And as promised, my friends, I have two very special heel guests. Yes, that's right, heel guests. With me today, for your listening pleasure, I have Tanner and Steven from Headlock Talk. Boys, how are we today? 
We're swell to be here. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Are you ready to embrace your inner heel with me today? Absolutely. I, I feel like 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 I'm a heel by nature almost. Yeah. And maybe maybe Steven agrees. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. we've been teasing the Tanner Pruitt heel turn for several episodes now, so who knows? I I even brought my steel chair here to Queens Court, so I'm ready to go. Well, hey, listen, we got the steel chair ready. <laughs> I've got my blow a kiss to the fans after breaking their hearts ready. There you go. There you go. It's happening. We are turning heel today on Queen's <laughs> Court on this beautiful episode, and I cannot wait to start. Speaking of starting, we need to talk what makes a good heel. Mm. So talk to me about character work or what you think is necessary in order to get the fans to hate you, A, Mm -hmm. but B, to appreciate that heel work, as us you know, wrestling fans do. Great mm-hmm. heels, we appreciate what they bring. So please, tell me, boys, what do we think makes a good heel? I think that really good heel work, <clears throat> in particular, exposes truths in wrestling and in stories that the fans themselves wouldn't normally want to hear. And I think some true masters of that would be like Ric Flair or Chris Jericho, for example, who mm. they, they make you confront these realities as fans to say, you know what, this this isn't all, you know, peace and rainbows. This There's there's another side here. And, and it, it it's somebody who really makes sure that they can layer out the depths of their character. Normally heels have a lot more to them than the baby faces do. Yeah. And, and, and I think that if you have multiple different facets of your character, that really drives home making you a good heel. Mm. That's a solid point there. And, and I'm wondering... To, do you feel like it requires those layers then to really pull back, right, as a, as a character, right? You think about acting, because mm-hmm. it is a little bit of acting, right? Mm-hmm. We hear mm-hmm. a lot of the times, even heels, wrestling characters are themselves turned up, you know, past 11, mm-hmm. or they bring some aspect of their selves that they, they turn up. Does it require those layers in order to be a good heel? I mean, yes and no. Uh, I mean, some some people, uh, I mean, if you're looking at somebody like a Chris Jericho, like we brought up, for example, he's going to play a much different heel than perhaps somebody like Baron Corbin would or uh, perhaps even Enzo Amore, uh, mm. uh, how, how they would be a heel. Um, but I think the the really solid, more effective ones are the ones who understand that mastery of uh, character depth and exposing, like like we were saying earlier, about those truths mm. uh, that there are, it, it, that not that fans don't necessarily want to uh, bring themselves in, in, to direct confrontation with. Yeah. They make you ask the questions uh, of, of the product or, or of the show that you're enjoying. And, and I think that that's a necessary part uh, of wrestling, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's great storytelling, isn't it? Every mm. story has a villain, no matter mm-hmm. what kind of story we're in fairy tales, reality, history, Mm -hmm. there's always good versus evil. And that storytelling, whether we want those baby faces to overcome or not, really depends on how well the evil side is portrayed, I think. And that makes me think about this other question. In terms of how they they perform, Mm -hmm. what do we feel about, like, the cheap heat type of Mm -hmm. heel? For example... Sami Zayn right now is mm. out there saying 
it's all your fault. I hate you fans. You don't deserve me, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And that's just cheap heel heat 101 to me, <laughs> right? Yeah. Go out there, piss off the fans. They'll boo you. That's the same thing as like Elias saying, uh, you know, screw Chicago. I hate you and you all suck. Right. So, yeah. You know, turn off your phones and shut your mouths. You right. know, listen to my concert. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, what do we feel about that? Is that still effective in in terms of like actual heel character work or no? Well, it, it definitely just depends on really what kind of heel you're talking about. You know, there mm-hmm. there's a place for the cheap kind of the cheap heat kind of heel. Mm-hmm. But there's also a place for the Chris Jericho or the Tommaso Ciampa kind of heel that's mm-hmm. very uh, mind games heavy and, and everything like that. So, sure. I mean... There's a place for them. I I will say I don't think the best heels rely on cheap heat. Um, but you know if if we didn't have cheap heat, we wouldn't have the the mid card heels like Sami Zayn. And you know I I personally really like Sami Zayn. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean cheap heat it has its place. I've, I also feel like it, it's also how you uh, digest. Uh, the the product too because if you're going to uh, say you're a native of Chicago right and, mm-hmm. and and Raw comes to Chicago and you have Elias out there putting down uh, you and you know your your hometown uh, yeah you're gonna react to that if you're there at live and in person uh, sure yeah and, and and I think if you if you're watching it over television you it might not have the same kind of impact um it, it does come off a bit weaker because you're just like oh well he's just talking about chicago right you know or hey, he'll say that about any city right mm-hmm. but you know if you're there and in person you're like you know yeah screw that guy you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right and i feel like we're, we're all gonna be like that because we're all like hey don't don't mess with my home home city don't mess with right. my state you know what i mean that's just a, a thing that we like especially if you go to any other sporting event it's the same thing you always boo mm-hmm. the other team because they're not your hometown team yep mm-hmm. so I, I agree with you. There's a time and a place for that cheap heat. I feel like they're relying on that a little too much lately. Mm-hmm. For example, with Sami Zayn, when Daniel Bryan was on recently and doing his whole, you know, you're all consumers and capitalism is bad and we should all fickle. be saving the earth and you're all fickle and stuff, which is true, <laughs> by the way. We are fickle yep. as wrestling fans sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he was playing off that, you know, fans are dumb type vibe, just taking it in a different angle but now that he's hurt i feel like Sami Zayn is stepping into that spot so i feel like we've already heard some of this stuff so in terms of like how we would think about that is there too much of it on the current product or is there just enough or what do we think i mean i would say at this point that uh wwe as a whole is really having a hard time building really Mm -hmm. great heels um and, and i think Part part of that, to your point, is that the the cheap heat kind of heel is rampant in mm-hmm. WWE yes. right now, and uh, it, it almost seems like that is what they're relying on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good heels take time to build. Uh, that you know, yes. if it's if it's built on a really solid foundation, that foundation takes a long time to build. Mm-hmm. But it's super easy for Sami Zayn just to come out and tell everyone that they suck. Well, and to that point too, uh, I feel like a good heel can use different weapons within their arsenal to be good heels, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, I've got no problem with Daniel Bryan coming out and being like, 
man, I really hate being in Milwaukee tonight yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, and then just go off on a tangent about environmentalism, you yeah. know, right? Like, <laughs> sure, like, sure. like, like he can, he can play with those different weapons within, you know, his heal them because he, he's done it for years. Right. And that's, that's kind of like, like what you said, queen about him being dialed up to 11 mm-hmm. in terms of his own persona. He's, he's intelligent enough and doesn't have to necessarily have all that scripting for him to just pull those things out. Um, you know, but yes, if you're an effective heal, you can use many different facets of, uh, the, the cheap heat, heat, if you will, uh, to, you know, much more effectiveness than just relying on it every night to be a, a heel. Yeah. If that, if, that, oh, yeah. if that makes sense, right? Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. Okay. I totally, totally hear what you're saying. And I, I happen to agree. And I'm thinking about now how we translate that. I, I miss a lot of the Attitude Era's badassness. <laughs> I miss some of that. And I, and that's what I want in the current product. And the person who gives me that a lot is Joe. Joe mm-hmm. gives me those heel vibes that mm. I like to see. He doesn't talk a lot, but when he does talk, it's stellar, right? Yeah. It's completely agree. Real personal with Joe. He takes it to a level where you're like, "Whoa, dude! Whoa, slow down a little bit," you know? Right. And that's the kind <laughs> of stuff that I miss, and we don't have a lot of that. Mm. So speaking of that, how important is a promo for a heel? I think it's absolutely important. Just as important or even more so than whatever the act that they commit is that makes mm. them a heel in the first place. Mm. Because it's when you're a heel, I find that it to be a lot harder to be to, to be out there and be purposefully dislikable mm. right. than it is to be purposefully likable on, on screen for them, perhaps. Um, so you want to keep that driving momentum, but also be creative with how you do it because you can't go out there and do the same shtick every night. Right. Um, yeah. You know, that, that would only get you so far. Uh, so when we talk about guys like Joe who deliver great lines week in and week out, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's a perfect <laughs> example of exactly the kind of heel that you're looking for there, queen. Yeah, I think so too. And it, and it is so interesting to me, the amount of mic ability you have to have as a heel in order to be super effective. But not only that, the actual like mental capability to think on the fly, to be creative all the time, and to handle being hated on a regular <laughs> basis. Yeah. And this isn't a one-time thing. Sometimes you're a heel for a very long time, or like mm-hmm. always, depending on your character. So... That's an interesting aspect, too, where you have to mentally prepare yourself to be booed, screamed at, attacked on social media. Mm. You know, people really get invested in this sort of stuff and almost go, man, he really is attacking AJ's wife. That's really wrong, you know? (laughs) And they get for a second that he's not actually this person, right? Mm -hmm. So I wonder what your thoughts are on that part, the mental capacity of what you need to do in order to be a heel. Well, honestly, I mean, being a heel and expressing heel tendencies uh, over TV is way, way harder than being a babyface just mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, you know, 
you spoke about the the mental aspect to it, but it's not even just the mental aspect. It's having to express your mental aspect and express that you are one step ahead of whatever storyline it is. Mm-hmm. So it it's extremely important. In fact, the mental aspect is probably the most important part of being a heel mm-hmm. and being able to express what's on your mind without necessarily saying what's on your mind. Well, it's also a toughness thing, I think, mm-hmm. too. Um, uh, Queen, do you remember a gentleman by the name of Classy Freddie Blassie? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> okay. So you're, you're probably well familiar with this story. He he had been stabbed multiple times over his life just by fans for being just a hated guy. Like, right. like imagine, imagine having to have that level of mental and physical toughness knowing, hey, I'm about to walk to the ring. And somebody... Somebody I don't even know could just stab me as I'm walking down the ring, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that's a, that's really scary and daunting. Sure. Uh, but it but it takes a certain kind of of person and a and a certain kind of mental will <laughs> to to get yeah. you there. And and, and uh, I think that's that's the kind of heels that we're you know that 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 we miss very much. So is that you know the the person that's the real deal, the real heel out yeah. of the uh, you know out of the bunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be talking about some of those real heels, I feel like, in a second. <laughs> but the the last question I want to ask you before we get to our choices here mm-hmm. is about wrestling fashion. Now, JPQ and I, of no particular angle, have really started <laughs> to dive in to this wrestling fashion idea. And we've really talked about what's fashion you know, forward, fashion faux pas, what we like, what we don't like. But I want to talk about heel fashion. So I feel like every time we see a heel, we see dark colors. It's mm. black. It's mm. dark purple. It's red. Sometimes blue and black. You know, there's like this darker vibe. Do you mm-hmm. feel like it has to be that way all the time? Like our heels always have to be in those type of colors? Is that necessary to get their character to be more convincing maybe? I don't necessarily know if it's necessary mm-hmm. uh, per se. Um, I, I think it, it's just the easy way out. You know, sure. if uh, at a glance you want to be able to show who's the baby face and who's the heel in the ring, it mm-hmm. just makes sense to put the baby face in, you know, baby blue and hot pink and then put, put the heel <laughs> in black and red. You know, no, that's just the, yeah. the easy way to do it. But uh, I don't know if it's necessarily <clears throat> needed. In, in fact, I, I personally would like to see it go away from mm. that um sure. but it's just the easy way out you know I, I i will note one example that i can think of um I, and i have to go back a few years to validate my argument here um, <laughs> but okay. uh uh tyler breeze when he was first starting off in nxt he was a big heel because he was just like this smarmy you know uh i think it was supposed to be like a supermodel right mm, yep. uh, with his nose turned up over everybody and you know i'm better than you and i'm good looking and mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing there um you know uh, but he never wore black you know that not that i can recall mm. uh he yeah not as a primary color you're right mm-hmm. um he uh i mean you you could also look at guys like uh like the young bucks who also wear uh, very extravagant, um, you know, over-the-top outfits <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. most of the time. Uh, but they're not always wearing black either. You know, um, I, I think um, heeldom is more of a lifestyle, uh, <laughs> you know, more than anything else. Yeah. 
I like that. It's more of a lifestyle. Yeah, and you know, it's it's in pop culture too. It's not just in wrestling, right? If we mm-hmm. want a typical bad guy, you're gonna put him in a leather jacket, a pair of aviators, and like you know, black t-shirt, jeans. <laughs> True. That's just the vibe that you're gonna get, right? And that yeah. was like Triple H in most of the '90s, black t-shirt and jeans. Yep. And um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Dark colors are supposed to emote a different vibe. And throughout culture and history, darkness is associated with darker colors. But Mm -hmm. to your point about Tyler Breeze, the man wore feathers. Like actual (laughs) feathers. Feathers, fur coats. (laughs) Yeah, fur coats. He had a boa-wrapped selfie stick in a different color. So there's elements of it changing in a different way I, I would be interested to see if there can be a very successful hero that doesn't wear all black all the time just a just a thought i had and i wanted to get mm. your thoughts on that but now it's time mm. now we're gonna discuss our top two favorite heels are we excited yes oh, oh yeah oh yeah in any promotion mm. that you'd like okay so we'll go run at a time and we'll talk about the best. Now, just to remind everybody, I talked about in the beginning, but to remind everybody, we're picking men this time. So just mm. male heels for this episode, okay? Yeah. So, Tanner, why don't we start with you? Okay. Well, I'd like to start with a quote from Harvey Dent <laughs> in, in that uh, uh, you will either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Ooh. And... and one man who saw himself become a villain was one Mr. Tommaso Ciampa, um, who, uh, if you listen to Headlock Talk, and I highly recommend that you do, uh, <laughs> it, you know we we went on and on about how he was uh, probably, in my opinion, the best heel in all of wrestling, at least in 2018, going into 2019. Um, from everything was built perfectly from the betrayal uh, with uh, Johnny Gargano uh, mm-hmm. to to just the little things that he would do, um, whether it's his attachment to Goldie, uh, all the way up to um, the, the the line that we kept using in a lot of our podcasts, especially in the Fantasy Warfare series, uh, was that he he has this ability, which is great for a heel to go into deeper waters than anybody else could. Yeah. You know, uh, that's how he was able to pull out those wins against Johnny Gargano. He was willing to go that extra step a little bit darker than anybody else could. And that's why he maintained his title run for so long. That's why he was champion for so long. Uh, And he's still an undefeated champion. He never lost his title. Yeah. So I fully expect... Yeah, I fully expect for him to be coming back to it whenever he's back. Mm. Oh, I love that you picked him. He's one (laughs) of my favorite heels, probably of all time. Like, if I had to make a Mount Rushmore, he'd be on it. His character work, holy Mary, it's so good. He's called Mm. the Sicilian Psychopath for a reason. Absolutely. And he was one of my picks, too. And um, I had a quote, too. How funny is that for (laughs) Tommaso Ciampa, which was, Love is willing to become a villain so that the one you love can stay a hero. Mm -hmm. And that's how Mm -hmm. I feel about him with Gargano. So I love that you picked that. What an excellent first choice for a heel. Now, Steven, what about you? Uh, Well, for me, for my first one, I'm going to go with the new Daniel Bryan. 
okay. Yeah, I love, I love, love, love this character that he's playing. Even though he did lose the title at WrestleMania, uh, I believe that when he comes back, he'll still be, uh, you know, the same old new Daniel Bryan that we love. Um, for, <laughs> yes. For me personally, he he took a, a rather um, interesting or kind of weird gimmick and turned it into gold with this whole environmentalism thing. Um, he, he just has a way of turning whatever he's talking about into gold and, uh, really just makes you hate him, but also makes you love him at the same time. Uh, <laughs> super charismatic and also the hemp belt. I don't know whose idea that was, but <laughs> if it was his, it was genius, fit his character super well. Mm. And, uh, yeah. So Daniel Bryan for me. Oh, mm. great choice. Daniel Bryan is so very talented in so many ways, right? He's yeah. Not just an in, in, in-ring technician and, you know, submission specialist, really. He's so great at so many different aspects of wrestling. But that man can do pretty much anything and make it amazing. Do you remember Absolutely. when he was with Kane in Team Hell No? And how ridiculous that was? And how <laughs> oh, great yeah. how great he made that? So ridiculously it's, great, yeah. So ridiculously great. Uh, yeah, what a great, great choice. So for my first pick, gents, we're, we're mm. leaving WWE. Mm. We are we are exiting the realm for a little bit, and I'm gonna bring you Sammy Callahan. Ooh, okay. Independent circuit, Impact Wrestling, most you know notable right now. There, you can see him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so Sammy Callahan is one of the most ruthless individuals on the Impact roster, mm-hmm. and in the independent circuit also, <laughs> but just in general, he's on impact in Ohio versus everything OBE. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he is so disrespectful to <laughs> everyone he comes in contact with. And that's yeah. not just in the ring that's backstage. That's to management. That's on his Twitter and social media. That's mm-hmm. in interviews. That man lives and breathes Sammy Callahan and his mm-hmm. gimmick. And that's, Partly why, you know, we love Tommaso Ciampa so much. It's like, it just like exudes off of this guy. Mm. And it's so great. When he accidentally broke um, Eddie Edwards' nose, oh my God, in like this post beat down match. I forget what, uh, sometime last year, I think. I don't even know what year I'm in. What am I in? 2019? Yeah, maybe last mm-hmm. year or 2017. But anyway. Sounds about he, right. I think so. And he broke his nose and he didn't like intentionally mean to break his nose. But mm. you would have never have known that. Because the right. way that he went after him on Twitter, the statements that he made to like TMZ and a whole bunch of other um, you know, news outlets, you would never believe that he didn't intentionally mean to just F this guy's life up. Right. But he's so villainous and he just looks like a bad guy 24-7. And that's why he had to be on my list of some of the best heel work right now. Oh, yeah. And, and, and he's really he's, he's super tough. He's a very tough guy, so he absolutely backs up everything that he says and does, and I think that really um, has a lot of depth to his character as a heel. Oh, yeah, big time. Faux show. All right, let's do round two. Mm. So what do we think, Tanner, for your second choice? Um, I'm also going to get us outside of WWE here. Uh, I'm going to go with Zack Sabre Jr. Um, Oh, nice. 
If you if you've seen what he can do in both Progress and Rev Pro and in New Japan more popularly, um, just uh, well, I think also PWG. He mm-hmm. he does this a whole lot in PWG too. Now that I think about it, but um, he he's just so he's so arrogant, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he, he but he backs it up each and every time you know he's in new japan he's made guys like ibushi and tanahashi uh tap out you know and uh, so he backs up what he can do in the ring and, and what's what's crazy is you look at him he's a very slender uh, i don't want to say diminutive but he's a, he's a smaller guy sure. and you would have never thought in a million years you, when you first see this guy wrestle you know, he, he comes in the ring, he either gives you a headbutt or a, or a push or something like that as he's making his way to the ring. And he's got that that jacket that's super cool. You know, so he's, mm-hmm. he just exudes this, uh, this healed him. And then when you see him actually put people into these holds, you can think nothing more than, man, that looks like it hurts like hell. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So, I mean, but he's also super tough. You know, I mean, I've seen him in matches with Volter uh, that I'm just like, how are you even standing? Like, you know, you're how are you even able to get back up after all this punishment's been dealt to you? But he he backs it up in his interviews. He says that he's the best and he backs it up in the ring. Uh, I I can't think of um, another person like him, maybe beyond Daniel Bryan, who's who's in ring. Uh, skill set actually matches what he's all about mm-hmm. as as a person because Daniel Bryan's not even really that much of a face in terms of his his in ring work. I mean, he's you know dealing out chops and he's stomping sure. on people's faces and stomping on people's hands and you've got you've got Zack Saber Jr. stomping on people's elbows and <laughs> slapping them around yeah. and then <laughs> yeah. putting them in an octopus stretch and that's it. Like. You know, it all looks horrifying. <laughs> it does. And it's supposed to, right? You know? Yep. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. so great. I love Zack Sabre Jr. too. Oh my god. What a great choice. Steven? Uh well for my second one, uh, this is going based off one of the biggest important things for a heel, in my opinion, and that is charisma. <laughs> and <laughs> Probably the biggest heel with the biggest ego and biggest charisma right now uh, would be Velveteen Dream for me. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) So Tanner and I talked about this, and and I don't know if Velveteen could really be classified only as a heel. He definitely Mm -hmm. has some heel tendencies, but for for Mm -hmm. this purpose, I'm going to put him in the heel mark. Um, You know, people a lot of times say WWE can't build stars anymore, uh, can't generate star power, anything like that. Take a look at any promo Velveteen has ever done, any mm. match that Velveteen has ever been in, mm. and it, he is one of the most charismatic and talented people in the WWE right now. So I'm going to go with Velveteen Dream for mine. Every time he gets on the mic or gets in the ring, I'm entertained the entire time. Yeah, talk about pure star power. That Absolutely. guy has it all. Mm. He's great in the ring. He can do strong style or high fly. He can speak like nobody else. Nobody is like Velveteen Dream. No one. Nobody. His, yeah. his entire character is so vastly different. And his outfits, the way he presents himself. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh my God. The sass is so real. Yeah. It's so great. And I, oh my, what a great choice. He was on my list too. So excellent. Perfect. Excellent. All right. And for my last choice to round out our top favorites. Mm. 
in terms of mikeability in terms of likability even when he's a heel it cannot be anybody else than kevin owens yes kevin owens now just recently turned heel but i'm gonna go back a little bit mm. kevin owens is the best i think when he's a heel now he did great character work as face ko because he wasn't really a face mm. and a lot of people were like no he's being a good guy i'm like Mm-mm, no he's not you're not listening because mm-hmm. the way yep. that he talks in there he could go at any time to the dark side and that's oh, yeah. face ko and that's what i love and face ko is a shit stirrer because when he was doing the uh interviews for the kevin owen show for the women he just stirred that pot and was like, ladies, are we going to fight? And then he exited the, <laughs> the ring and let him go at it, right? <laughs> he's a shit stirrer. And he's a shit stirrer as a heel, too. And he's excellent at it. Mike skills, in-ring power, psychology, mind games. Kevin Owens can do a lot of things. Kevin Owens has a big bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. Very big bag of tricks. And he can come after you personally as a fan and make it not seem cheap. He can come after people in the ring and really just character assassinate and then powerbomb them to death. (laughs) And he can team up with people and create some of the most charismatic interactions. Like when he and Chris Jericho did their whole festival of friendship and they were besties the whole time and they had the list. And then he freaking turned on Chris Jericho. I don't know about you, but I was staring at the screen going, oh, my God. One of the (laughs) coolest heel turns ever when he came up with the list of KO. And I can't wait to see where he's going to go now as a heel for Kofi. I'm pumped because I miss heel Kevin Owens, and I'm so glad he's back. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he's definitely one of the, one of the top uh, top heels in, in WWE, if not in the in, in the whole industry right now, I yeah. would think, too. Great choice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember even back a, a bit further when um, before he and Sami Zayn, uh, back when he was Kevin Steen, and uh, Sami Zayn was El Generico. How they oh, had yes. how they had wars in Ring of Honor and PWG, uh, and Kevin Owens was just super despised. Probably probably at the same level as what you mentioned with uh, Sammy Callahan before. Mm. He, he was he was at that level of man. I just really hate seeing this guy. <laughs> you know, like but, you know, not because you know it was go away heat perhaps, but because it's just like, man, he's so evil. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so it's, yeah, I, I could definitely see Kevin Owens way, way up there on the list for mm-hmm. sure. I, I, Hey, listen, I agree. I picked him. <laughs> so what can I say? <laughs> what can I say? Well, we have a sweet list here of our favorites. So we're going to pause right here for a little quick break before we go into our least favorites where we, you know, character assassinate a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Hey babies, you looking for some sweet t-shirts? Then you need to check out my pal Rich at smacktalk.co.uk. I promise you won't be disappointed. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court right here on Brain Buster Radio. All right, now we're back to discuss our least favorite heels. And Stephen, I'm going to start with you this time. If you would like to share with us your first choice for your least favorite heel. Okay. Uh, Well, my first one is going to have to go to one Bobby Lashley. 
Yeah, uh, that that sound pretty much encapsulates my my <laughs> opinion of Bobby Lashley. Um, my, yes. my problem with him, really, the main thing is that he can't cut his own promos. Mm-hmm. And when he does, you almost wish that he didn't try. Um, oh, I'm, I'm not trying so to be good. overly mean to him, but he really just he he can't sell his own character. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, only this man can take a feud with Finn Balor. And turn it into something that I do not care about. And uh, I'm going in. I'm going in on Bobby Lashley. Um, Bring it. We're heels today. Bring it on. (laughs) We're we're heels today. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about, you know, heels needing charisma and uh, emotion, bringing emotion into their work. Um, Bobby Lashley has one emotion. It's anger. Um, Mm. And I really just don't get anything from him. It's just cheap heat after cheap heat. Yeah, I totally agree with you. He was my number one choice. So I'm going to back you up here. I'm going to (laughs) back you up. We call him the almighty piss break. Bobby Lashley. (laughs) 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 I can't stand the man. He, I'm going to bury him right now. So here's the I'm going to go shovel. I'm going to back you up. So here's the deal. I've never seen a guy as big and muscular as Bobby Lashley, who should be coming down to the ring, not saying anything, kicking people's ass, going back Sage and calling it a day. I've never seen the potential for somebody like that be wasted so much. I don't see any emotion Mm. in his face. He's got no charisma. I don't believe a single thing he does. His moves, I'm like, okay, that should be great, but I'm not, like, emotionally invested in you. I couldn't Mm -hmm. care less if he's on my screen. That's why he's the piss break. We leave. And Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Finn Balor's my dude. And you screwed that up. Screwed up that whole thing. Poor Finn had to carry that entire fucking feud. Carried that on his back. (laughs) Yes. Carried it on his back, which is not easy to do in Bobby Lashley's size. And the (laughs) fact that he has that little pipsqueak Leo Rush talking for him. First of all, who's going to believe that big dude needs somebody like Leo to talk for him? Please. You should be Mm -hmm. able to talk for yourself and you can't. And that's fine. Okay. Not everyone's going to have good mic skills. Not everyone's going to get over with the crowd. Fine. You want to give him a mouthpiece? Give him a (laughs) mouthpiece. But tell me why he's not with somebody like Paul Heyman. Why is he with Leo Rush? Why? Yeah, Makes true. no sense. Ooh, man, that made me really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can I completely wholeheartedly agree with all of that. I I really hope that they do something different with Bobby Lashley in the future. Uh, take Leo Rush out of there. Uh, something, something. I know, mm. and I feel like Leo Rush can he's can be very good on his own. I don't need him to be with Bobby Lashley either. That's the thing. Right. right? I I would like to see Leo Rush go off and be his own thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. I actually thought some of his matches with Finn were enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, I I think that Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush just make each other worse. That's (laughs) a great point. Yeah. We can. Leo Rush is in a lot of hot water right now, too. I don't know uh, how long he's going to be sticking around. Hmm. Well, Hmm. you better cool it with that attitude. Listen, confidence is key, honey. I I understand that. (laughs) But let's not be crazy, okay? Yeah. You're not other people. That's that's what I'm just saying. <laughs> whatever. All right. I digress. Thank you for that choice. I feel like vindicated that we buried him a little bit. <laughs> Tanner, what do you got? Um. So I've got a, a bit of a double header here with this one. I'm actually going to go with Enzo and Kaz XL, uh, or as they used to be known as Enzo and Kaz. 
big cast from uh from WWE. Mm. Um, yeah, there's just nothing that I really not only just like about either one of them. There's nothing that keeps me watching them on TV. And, and similarly to how Steven feels about. Um, how Bobby Lashley had his feud with Finn Balor. I felt the exact same way about Kaz's feud with Daniel Bryan. Because mm-hmm. they, yeah, Kaz had two matches where it was um, uh, with Daniel Bryan, where it was like, I'm the big man, and the you know the big man always beats the little man. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Bryan on on both occasions made him tap out. And mm-hmm. it's just like there was there's nothing else to the depth of your character other than your big. And you're big, like that's it. Like mm-hmm. that's 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 the entire premise of, of, of his scope of character. As far as Enzo is concerned, um, uh, I just yeah. I, anytime I see him on TV, it's like I just want to flip the channel over, right? I, I, he just he literally has that go away heat mm-hmm. about him, where it's just like I'm not even invested into you as a character. I I just don't have any investment in you whatsoever as uh, almost as a person. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, they jumped the rail at that uh, G1 super Mm. card of honor show. And Mm -hmm. then everybody thought it was a work. And then everybody thought, well, no, it was a shoot. I even thought it was a shoot for a little bit. Um, But, um, you know, they dropped that and they keep cutting these promos with the Briscoe brothers. And it's like, okay, well, you know, Briscoes are a really awesome tag team, but I don't even care about that match. Like, yeah. I, I really have no ambition to see anything with either of those two men in it. Well, <laughs> that's my number two pick. So, oh. <laughs> here's where the gloves are really coming off. So, I was at the G1. Okay. I saw that live in person. Nice. Oh, man. Which was phenomenal, by the way. Side note, I digress. It was one of the coolest shows I've ever seen in person. But anyway. That moment when they came out, and I was close enough to see, like, right where they were. Mm-hmm. And I said, I was with Mr. Queen, and I said to him, oh, my fucking God, it's <laughs> Enzo and Big Cass. And he goes, mm. what? Why are they here? I go, they probably couldn't get in across the street at WWE, so here they are. <laughs> so they're coming in to invade, like Enzo did it, whatever he tried to invade. And so all of this goes down, and there's, like, a slug fest in the corner, right? Mm. Going after the Briscoes. G.O.D.'s trying to get their belts. Mm-hmm. No one knows what's going on. Bully Ray came out. Bully right? Ray came out to, like, assist. Now, we know it was supposed to be some sort of work because they were going to be doing things with Ring of Honor, which it seems like they're cutting promos with the Briscoes and it's back on. But for a while it was pulled because of the reaction for obvious reasons. These guys aren't good dudes in general, never Mm. mind their characters, which are trash. But Mm. (laughs) that whole, that whole thing, if I didn't like them already, I sure as shit didn't like them now. Yeah. I was so turned off by that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And the way that they behave is vile. Mm-hmm. And that's not even that's not even being a heel. That's just vile human being. You got it. Go. Right. Right. And they're and they're fake promos. Cass is like the worst at cutting promos, too. Which is he like really so is. Bad. It's so bad. And like Enzo has Mike ability. He just talks too much. Right. If his mm-hmm. were a little shorter, like when he was on WWE and Enzo and Cass, he had a lot of good potential. They were over with the crowd. You know, S.A.W.F.T. Yeah. Huge. Right. People were into that sort of thing. He talked too much, but there were some better qualities to his mic work at at certain points. Now I feel like it's off the rails and it's 
super personal going at people's Mm-mm. personal lives and like intimate things that no one really should know with his rapping. I, I don't understand that whole thing either. Well, and, and he's got the he's got that that dopey dance. I really don't like the dance. Um, <laughs> um, and, well, and the the fact too is like, for whatever reason, WWE chose to basically bury Neville in favor of putting the cruiserweight championship on Enzo, and that just I think that basically killed two hundred five. That buried two hundred five live there, and I don't think it's ever recovered since. Mm. It's tried. Uh, and, and I think with guys like Cedric Alexander and Bob. We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. Buddy Murphy, you've definitely made big strides in that. But just the fact that it's taken years for 205 Live to become a competitive and viable product again is is crazy because of just one guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there was one tag match that I remember seeing with Enzo where he made like, I think it was like a four-on-four tag or a five-on-five tag, and Enzo came out with his partners, and he made them all do the little dance too, and I immediately turned yep. the channel. I was like, you know, screw this. It's not <laughs> worth watching. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Oh, man. All right. So... Those were both my top two, so I'm going to pull from my honorable mentions. Good thing there's a lot of people I hate. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot good of good thing. heels. A lot of bad heels. A lot of terrible heels. And one of them is none other than Shane O'Mac. Mm. Oh, my God. This whole best in the world gimmick, I can't. I really can't with that stupid trophy and his stupid baseball tees and... Here I am to jump off really high shit one more time to sell tickets. I, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. You're about to make Steven cry. He's a big Shane O'Mac fan. Oh, well, sorry, Steven. I'm a heel today, honey. I'm here to make you cry. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. It, it, I, it, it comes off well for me, but I, I will say Tanner agrees with you. I do, so. actually. Right, Tanner. We got two on one. <laughs> but it's... It's not to say that I haven't enjoyed some of the work in the past that he's done as a heel, but this in particular, I feel, is very messy. Mm. It's, I'm a heel because I said so, and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Honey, Mm. you're a McMahon. You do whatever you want to do anyway. So what does this mean to me, right? Yeah, I can agree with the the messy aspect of it, for sure. Yeah, it's a little messy, and going after Mrs. Dad, putting that man on any sort of prominent role on TV was a mistake, um, I understand where the storyline was going because of Ms. and Mrs. Okay, whatever. But I just didn't really vibe it. Even though it is classic heel, let's attack the family to get the baby face really angry. Okay, whatever. But it's just disjointed for me. It doesn't really connect. And mm. of the two McMahon children, Stephanie's the better heel for me. So seeing Shane as like that, I'm like, mm, pump the brakes. I'm not really mm. feeling it as much. And it's weird. Vince is a heel right now. Stephanie's a heel right now. Shane's a heel right now. And Triple H is the face, I guess. I don't know. It's I don't strange. even know what Triple H is at this Does point. Triple yeah, H I mean, I, I would say Triple H sounds like a face to me. Yeah. I think he's been congratulating Seth for like three weeks. So I, I mean, I guess so. Um, I don't know. I, I just can't get 
behind it. And I don't really like his mic talking. I don't want to hear him talk really. Mm. And now this new thing going on with Roman, like why, dude, why? Just go mm. do managing and go do your McMahon thing and come out and with your cool Jordans and leave it at that, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. He, it, to, to me, Shane comes across as a much better face than he does as a heel yeah me too yeah just more he's just a more um nothing against stephanie but i feel like shane is the much more like uh, sympathetic or more likable right. of, of the two yeah. siblings yeah. <laughs> in that regard just based off of stephanie's history but uh you know i mean like shane's giving it a crack and it's not it's not the best crack that i've ever seen at it right. um he he does have to uh, hold back a little bit on his punches though. Uh, he, yeah, he, he, he gave he gave Miz that that one shiner and busted him wide open on oh, Raw yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, a couple weeks back. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's something. Yeah, well, he should he should work on that. <laughs> if he's going to continue to be on our screen, he should work with that. Yeah, a little bit better. But all right, Stephen, now that I've made you cry, what are we going to do? <laughs> What are we picking well, for our second choice? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with one that I'm positive all three of us agree with, uh, Elias. Oh, mm. God. So my problem with Elias is that uh, he, all of his programs or, or his promos or whatever are completely skippable. They have, <laughs> they have yep. nothing to do with anything. They just come out. He, he says to walk with Elias. People boo him. And then someone comes out and, and messes him up, and then he goes away. He, they, he says something mean about your hometown. Right. You yeah. know? Yes, yes. <laughs> Elias has done the exact same promo for the last three months. Mm. And, and it's just, I didn't like it originally, and I definitely don't like it the 50th time in a row. And uh, <laughs> he relies entirely on cheap heat, and uh, it's, it's a very weak character. Hmm. So, oh, 100 million percent. We just became best friends. I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> um, best friends. Hate Elias. Can't stand his face. Can't stand anything about it. Yep. Uh, and I, you know what I hate even more than this whole thing? What's his freaking guitar playing. Why nah. is he guitar playing forever and ever and ever yeah. and ever and ever? Is he going to wrestle? Good. No, he's not. And yeah. is, is he going to wrestle ever? Or are we just going to listen to him sing? Terribly, by the way. And then he tried to rap? Please, honey. No. No, 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 no. No, completely agree. Completely agree. I I think WWE needs to focus on uh, building better heels uh, as opposed to just putting a character together just because it gets a reaction from the crowd, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, where? what happened to the character work? Man, we could have a whole other episode just on creative. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that would be a great episode. Hmm? <laughs> Maybe we'll book that. Hmm. <laughs> Stay All right, tuned. There you Save go. Us. <laughs> Save us, Tanner. What do we got? Uh, so I'm going to go with a guy who, on the flip side of things, uh, we've been talking about people who are, are you know, just go away because I just don't like seeing you and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm going to stay in that vein, but because he's good at what he does, uh, there's a guy in Progress Wrestling, and he did, he's in the, the more of the UK scene too, but his name's Paul Robinson. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Paul Robinson, he's actually a really, really good heel, but he's just so gross and weird and he's just so vile and nasty most of the time and it's just like dude i talk I, 
I just really want you to get like effed up. Like I yeah. really want somebody to just really kick your ass. <laughs> um, uh, and I mean, he talks back to the fans and he spits on people. It's just oh, no. classic heel work to a really effective extent. I, but he's genuinely made him made me not like him at this point. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I'm going to, I'm going to have to go with Paul Robinson on that one. That's a good choice. The spitting thing really gets me. Like, Ugh. really hardcore. Like we, I just watched Money in the Bank from 2011 when Christian spit at Randy. Mm. And I was thinking about that. Like, if somebody ever spit on me, like, if that was going to be my angle in wrestling, right? And I was going to have some <laughs> girls or guys spit in my face. You would have to talk to me for probably a solid month. Hey, queen, this is going to happen to you, okay? And this is how <laughs> you're going to react and what you're going to do. Because if it wasn't ingrained into my brain, that person would be dead. I would drop them. Yeah, I would lose <laughs> my mind. It's so yeah. disrespectful. Oh, right? yeah. Ooh, terrible. All right. Last of the terrible. I've been thinking about it. I went down to my honorable mentions. And I'm going to pull Ginger Mahal here. Mm, mm, okay. Talk about fall from grace. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. He was the champion. And then, what's Ginger really doing these days? I'm not really quite Nothing. sure. He's alternating, depending on the week, back and forth between face and heel, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, he was in that terrible mixed tag team experiment with Alicia Fox. Um, and he, <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. And he's got the Singh brothers, which are whatever. But then sometimes he's on the heel side of things, like when people come out and get attacked at the ring, he comes out with the heels. Mm-hmm. But like, he's still doing his like, you know, mm, aum, everything's calm, chakra, <laughs> whatever. What is that? Is he, what? he's trying to be a heel, but like also be calm at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, like I, I completely agree champ. with you. Yeah. And he was like a nasty champ, and like a, a nasty human being. Mm-hmm. And now he's jobbing. And can't decide what he's doing. Yeah, I feel like it's a very poor knockoff of what Tetsuya Naito does for New Japan. Like, he's like, you know, Naito's got the whole tranquilo, you know, be cool, you know, you know, uh, but he's super effective. Like, he's very good. He's very believable. He can back up the ring. And Jinder Mahal does none of that for me. Yeah. So I completely agree with you. And Naito is cool. So it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's tranquilo. That's right. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. All right. So let's talk about our honorable mentions. Are there any other honorable mentions of the least favorite variety first? And then we'll try to end on a better note with our favorite honorable mentions. <laughs> so let's start with the bad. Any honorable mm. mentions from either of you? Not really for the bad. I mean, I, there's nobody who like super stands out to me as just being like, the, or at least ones that we haven't already covered that I'm like, okay. yeah, like, you know, go just go away. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I mean, Look, he's not really a heel, but uh, and I'm probably turning heel and saying this, but I'm not a big fan of uh, Tanahashi. What? He never, yeah, yeah, he never comes across very well to me. Maybe it's because I'm a bigger Kenny Omega guy. Oh man, yeah, I know but, I uh, am too. But... <laughs> Hot takes. <laughs> but Tanahashi, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I teased all weekend. I'm turning heel, so this is my shot here. I'm oh, not a big Tanahashi shit. guy. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't do it for me. 
<laughs> world rocked. I take back us being friends. Take it back. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I love Kenny Omega too, so I totally understand. But Tanahashi is like royalty. I don't oh yeah, know. no, he's he's great. He's great, and and I know that people love him in the same way that there's people out there who love anybody like John Cena or or anybody else. Um, but. I don't know, maybe it was the first time I ever saw, I think the first time I ever saw Tanahashi, and maybe this is on me, but um, I really liked how, it was Wrestle Kingdom 11, is Mm -hmm. my first introduction to New Japan, and I totally preferred how Naito came across in that match, uh, as opposed to Tanahashi, and so I was like, yeah, cool, yeah, Naito's the the revolutionary here, I'm going with Naito Mm -hmm. on this, and I guess... Tanahashi stock just never rose with me. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I can understand that, especially if you're you're starting your your introduction to him in Wrestle Kingdom 11. I could see I could see that. Mm. Plus, Naito is so freaking great. It's kind of hard not to. I, hey, I I fully admit he's a legend. He's an absolute yeah. legend. Uh, but yeah, he's just I don't know. Something doesn't do it for me. Hey, that's no. okay. I don't like Daniel Bryan, <laughs> so there's that. Oh, oh snap. Okay. Hot takes. <laughs> happening on Queen right now. Takes. Yep. I respect the guy. I think he's very talented, as we talked about, but mm-hmm. nope, not for yeah. me. So I understand. Okay. I listen, okay. we're in the sure. same boat. All right, so no more for the heel side of bad, right? Uh, I do want to give one for good heels. One okay, honorable. I'm ready. Uh, Randy Orton. Mm. I love Randy Orton. I think he's great. Um, he just, he is the heel. You know, like... The character that he plays, I mean, he plays Randy Orton, let's be real. He, he yep. doesn't really play any other character other than himself. Mm. But uh, it, it just, it's so easy for him. And, mm. and it comes off so nonchalantly, you know. Uh, he's a he's a classic original heel for me, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally agree. Randy Orton's a man. I love yep. him. Especially Psycho Randy. Oh, Psycho yeah. Evil Randy is like my favorite Randy of all time. Yeah, we're getting like the the super calm and calculating Randy right now, yeah. which I'm still mm-hmm. a fan the, of. The older, wiser Randy. Yeah, we're yes, the, the older, right. wiser one. But uh, no, you're you're completely right. The the crazy, off the wall, psychotic Randy Orton. Yeah. that's the best Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Um, I'm going to go honorable mentions. I've got two of them. Okay. Uh, one's current. One, the other one's more all time. But um, uh, honorable mention. Uh, actually, before we go into the all time ones, I'll just mention this other one first. Uh, okay. Adam Cole. Mm. Uh, Adam yes. Cole. Yeah. Man. A- Adam Cole was the only guy believably who could actually fill into the shoes of Tommaso Ciampa at NXT TakeOver New York and put on the kind of match that they had with uh, Johnny Gargano. Uh, you know, so I felt as though that was a, a very strong match. He's leading the Undisputed Era. We haven't seen his best heel work in WWE uh, yet, I think. Uh, I think he can truly be uh, an awful, awful person. You know, a really good heel. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I do think a lot of his best work comes from uh, Ring of Honor and PWG sure. as a heel, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. When he was in Bullet Club and with Cody mm-hmm. and all of them, it was some of his greatest stuff. And then when he was turning all on all of them, because, of course, he was leaving to come to NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have the ghost of Adam Cole. And uh, <laughs> it was so great. 
uh, he had did such cool things there. And, and I agree. There's more to come with Adam Cole. And a lot of people, I think, are sleeping on that. I don't think mm-hmm. they know what he's capable of yet. And they've given him Undisputed Era, but they haven't given him the opportunity to really push forward. But I think mm-hmm. that's coming. I think it's coming. Absolutely. You, you see a lot of that tension building with the yes. current program that he's had with uh, Roderick Strong. And I think yep. hopefully we're going to see the more psychotic Adam Cole start yeah. to come out. I'm ready for that. Ready for that. Okay, so I have a couple things for the honorable mentions for the good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're when Miz is a heel, he's excellent. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's one I wanted to make sure we said. Absolutely. Impacts Killer Cross. You want to talk about I don't give a fuck about anything? That's mm-hmm. your guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. Good choice. Good choice. And then my two from New Japan are Taichi Ishikari. Mm-hmm. He's great. But the real one is our murder grandpa, our <laughs> Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. And his whole leadership of Su- Suzuki-gun. And, I mean, you know, he's with Zack Sabre Jr. and all of them. And it's – that guy is a guy that I don't want to ever meet ever. He scares me so bad that I'll just be like – I'll wave from across the room because I feel like he would legitimately hurt me. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. He's that convincing, though. And he's so cool. That I wanted to make sure we threw him in the honorable mentions. No, oh, yeah, he's he's a wonderful, wonderful heel, brutal guy. Um, wasn't he? Um, do you remember in WrestleMania 34 when Braun Strowman walked through the audience to try and find a tag team partner mm-hmm. to face against the bar? Wasn't wasn't uh, Minoru Suzuki like right next to Braun Strowman at one point? That's what I thought too, and of course I can't remember, but I did remember hearing that and uh-huh. like vaguely seeing it. So we'll we'll double check on that, but yeah. What a tag team that would be. <laughs> I would. Can you imagine? I can't. <laughs> Suzuki is just the man. What a guy. So cool. All right. So we're gonna take a brief pause here before we talk about our goats of the heel world. Hey everybody, big pause on a pup JPQ from No Particular Angle, and you're listening to Queen's Court with the Queen of NE on Brain Buster Radio. All right, now it's time, my friends. We are going to be discussing the greatest heels of all time. Mm. Okay, our absolute favorites. So Tanner, you're going first, buddy. Um, I'd be remiss if any list didn't start off with one man in particular, and that's Vince McMahon himself. Great uh, choice. Probably the all-time greatest, most notable, most notorious heel ever. Uh, It it was really his heel work that uh, sprung WWE back to life in the late 90s, especially with the feud uh, that he had with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, even now where he's got this more meta heel work where people know he's like the boss and know he's the bad guy. (laughs) And now he's making like all these like dumb decisions or, or forgettable things and and it's just <laughs> I, I don't know if he's doing it purposefully or if that's just kind of who vince is now but uh, he will go down in the history of probably the greatest sporting promoter of all time and mm-hmm. uh, inside of his own world the best heel of all time uh simply because he put up so many roadblocks against Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he continues to do that today with guys like Daniel Bryan from WrestleMania 30's run uh, through 
Roman Reigns. Uh, you know, I mean, he's that's that's Kofi. who Kofi. Kofi, of course. I mean, he he he's the boss, and I think mm-hmm. there's something intangible of nobody really truly likes their boss, mm. and yeah. and and he and he amplifies that not just to eleven, but two hundred and eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, with with how he presents himself and some of the promos that he's cut, uh, whether it's about the fans or about himself or about <laughs> uh, Stone Cold. You know, he's he's one of the all-time best in terms of heal them. And like I said, I'd be remiss if he wasn't on this list. So I have to go with Vince as a goat. Completely agree. Oh, same. Same. How can you talk about heels without talking about Vince McMahon? You're Mm. definitely correct. It has to be on the list. Mm. Steven? 100%. Well, for me, Queen, if you will allow me to do a faction instead of a single person. (laughs) You are uh, allowed. You are allowed. uh, I'm going to go with (laughs) D-Generation X. Uh-huh. Uh, so whichever form of, of DX you're talking about, either in the nineties, uh, with, you know, Pac and all that, or with, uh, the, the slightly newer one where it was just Shawn Michaels and triple H, mm. um, their antics was honestly a huge part of why I still watch wrestling today. Mm. Um, and just, you never really know what knew what they were going to do. They're super random, super uh, rude, and <laughs> but they always just made it work 100% of the time. And uh, they're a shining example of a humorous um, faction or, or a humorous heel. Um, and yeah, I just... Degener- DX, I wish, would come back, honestly. Uh, and it really wouldn't even make sense for them to come back in mm-hmm. any way. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, DX is a huge reason on why I still watch wrestling, and their heel work, I still remember to this day, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah, me too. Such a strong part of my childhood years, moving into my teenage years, of why mm. wrestling was so interesting to me. And I love factions. It's a, it's a big reason why I love New Japan so much, is because they do it so very well. Yeah. And heel factions are even better. Even better because there's there's more hatred and I love it. Always. <laughs> All right. Great choices. So I'm going to end with who I've dubbed the Thanos of all heels. I like that. The Thanos of all That's heels. That's right. The That's Thanos beautiful. of all heels who with a snap of his fingers changed everything. And that, my friends, is CM Punk. Mm-hmm. This man... I I don't know that I could hear another argument. I'm sure I could hear another argument, but I don't know that I could accept another person so polarizing, mm. so diabolical, so interesting in mm. various different ways than CM Punk. The mic skills didn't need Paul Heyman. He could have done it by himself, and he did do it by himself. Mm-hmm. But like Paul Heyman, I consider it to be one of the best talkers of all time. Yeah. CM Punk is right there too. His promos 100%. are real. He's believable. He loved to hate the guy. At some <laughs> points, he's an anti-hero. He had mm-hmm. some of the best entrance music of all time. Mm-hmm. His interactions with other people. You didn't know whether you should cheer for the guy or boo the guy. You just didn't know what to do because he was always on the edge. Even Mm -hmm. when he technically wasn't a heel, right? He was still a heel. He's that anti-hero, like I mentioned. He's like 
Stone Cold was, right? Yeah. Stone Cold is a certified badass, and uh-huh. he'll kick anybody's ass, and he'll swear in your face, and he'll break your nose, and he doesn't care about you. But everybody loves him, right? So, so it's, a, it's a different vibe, but it's similar in that effect of they're not always heel, but they're not really a baby face either. Yeah. And while I don't agree with a lot of what CM Punk did post leaving WWE, mm. the whole angle when he leaves with the championship and he kisses Vince McMahon goodbye. Oh my God. It's <laughs> yeah. so good. And then he turns on the fans and he turns, he turned on the rock. He turned on like all these other people mm. and he was so, so believable. Yep. No one nastier than CM Punk in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. He, he made, he made money in the bank 2011, yep. like the, the best pay-per-view of that year, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's certainly one of the great truth tellers, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. you know, he was That's willing right to, there. yeah, he was willing to lift the curtain back a little bit to the audience and be like, Hey, you see all this going on back here? Yeah. It's absolute nonsense, right? Yeah. You shouldn't, you shouldn't even be here right now. Why are you even watching this? Yeah. You know? Uh, so it's, uh, and, and he used that to his, his, his advantage and it was great. Yeah. His yeah. work is always spoken for itself, mm-hmm. you know, always mm-hmm. stands alone. It doesn't need really a lot of explanation unless you've never seen wrestling before. You know, right. right. I feel like even if you don't watch wrestling, you know, who CM Punk is, or at least a little bit about him, mm-hmm. um, which is why I'm calling him Thanos because people have a lot of opinions, <laughs> a yeah, lot of yeah. opinions on CM Punk. So what a well-rounded heel roster we have here, people. This oh, is yeah. great. Turned I'm into a loving great it. list. <laughs> yeah, what a great list. Good job, boys. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> so now we're going to come to the close of this episode where I'm going to ask you, hmm. if you were a heel, we've we've said throughout this episode, you've been you've been talking about your heel turns for real, so it's happening. <laughs> so if you were a heel, what type of heel would you be? Describe your character, what name you might have, the vibe you want to give off. Hmm. What would you do? Steven, let's start with you. So I thought a little bit about this uh, already. And okay. I always can I consider that I would probably be a heel similar to Daniel Bryan, <laughs> where okay. uh, Daniel Bryan's not the most intimidating guy in the world. I'm not the most intimidating guy in the world, uh, but he likes to use his his knowledge and his intelligence his and his brain mm. to really go at you where it hurts. Mm. And uh, I think that's that's the kind of heel that I would be. I'd really try to be a very mind game heavy kind of heel. Um, if I did have wrestling talent, mm. uh, I would personally love to be a high flyer. I think that would be super, <laughs> super cool. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, I, I'm going to go with, with a Daniel Bryan-esque character. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm. Maybe maybe to the point of, of Sami Zayn's comments, but better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I feel you. What about you, Tanner? Uh, I, I feel like I could be like a, like a, um, I feel like Steven and I could be like a heel tag team. Oh yeah. Perhaps. Um, like, like, like a heel version of the best friends, like with Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta. <laughs> Um, like I feel, I feel that kind of vibe, or kind of like maybe how Edge and Edge and Christian were, perhaps. Yeah. You know, um, I, I feel like that could work. Um, I feel like like Stephen would use his brain, and I'd be like really smarmy and kind of like 
somewhat psychotic and kind of unhinged a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, always about to snap and then finally it happens. And then I'm, I'm just beating people with this steel chair that's next to me. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I feel like, uh, I feel like that's kind of the, the vibe I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of this heel. I think we need to make this a thing, Tanner. Uh, yeah. I think we need to become a heel uh, tag team. You know, uh, Russell circus is in town. Uh, oh, I've, I've been looking at getting some tickets, but maybe if they hear this, you know, we'll do maybe, a little invasion. Maybe we'll have to invade. <laughs> Will with that steel chair. Yeah. I love it. Keep me updated on that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> okay, so I've been thinking about this too. I'm more of a natural heel than I am babyface. Mm. So I've been thinking about it. And I'd probably be a cross between the AJ Lee slightly crazy mm. with a rosemary. Mm. So I'm really into that dark demon world i i feel like i could like roll with undertaker vibes and uh bray wyatt pre the funhouse vibes stuff like that very creepy little sister abigail-y type mm. situation for like me. a like a nikki cross or not quite all not the way there quite, not quite all the way there okay i wouldn't be as a hundred like i call her like 110 miles an hour yeah <laughs> she's just screams and and goes like she's so so great but yeah. not really for me i'd be in the more silent but deadly type i don't feel okay. like i would okay. talk very much but when i do i'm gonna cut you to pieces mm. and that's my whole little little vibe and i would end each like bray wyatt does with a little kiss and then I'm gonna kill you with my finisher and <laughs> uh you know that sort of thing and i, I probably would roll in a faction so awesome I like that, that would be what I would do. <laughs> I think we could use a character like that in yeah. WWE right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Don't like you think that. so? We Absolutely. need a little dark girl action because there's there's heels, but there's not like dark vibes. No, and I mean the the closest to that the closest to that I think would be Nikki Cross, but she's so mm-hmm. far on the other end of the spectrum that it's it's yeah. you don't have that psychotic mind games kind of character. It's mm-hmm. it's nope. more of just this Nuts. is slightly humorous. Yeah. 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 You need you. They need that. You know who would be great at that? Oscar. Mm. 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 Absolutely. Her Absolutely. clown face paint vibe. That girl is. Woo. Yeah. Scattered. And they need to give her something after screwing her out of that title. So. Oh God, I know. Terrible. But she'd be good at that. And then they need some. They need another girl to come out. Not quite like Ruby Riot, but I could see her. Going a little places with that because she's an underrated one, I think, on the mic. She could be very, very good if she For was sure. given uh, opportunities and stuff. So maybe her. I don't know. They need to give it to somebody. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, WWE people, fix it. And if you can't, call us. <laughs> we'll help you. There you go. Yeah. There We'd you love go. to help. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, it has been my absolute pleasure having you on Queen's Court. I can't thank you enough for turning heel with me today in celebration of these awesome people that we have discussed. So if you would, please, would you put yourselves over and tell the good people of Queens Court where they can find you? Yeah, you guys can check us out uh, on on Twitter, of course. Give us a follow on Twitter at Headlock Talk. 
Uh, you can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, so uh, give us a, uh, a listen. Uh, give us a subscribe so that way you can stay in touch with more great content. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear back from you guys and, you know, hit us up on Twitter. Absolutely. And thank you to the Queen for allowing us to be on. That <laughs> has been really, really fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Oh my gosh, anytime. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah, we're going to have to have that creative episode sometime. I think yeah. that sounds like should. A, sounds like a, that sounds like a real plan. I think so. I think it is a plan. We'll have to talk about that. So once again, thank you so very much, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. All right, everyone, it's that time. It's time for the Queen's Courtier's Questions segment, and we're starting off with my pal Chris at black underscore Baymax 8, he asks, if you had your way, would WrestleMania have a musical guest? And who would it be? It can't be Kid Rock or Flo Rida because they've been overdone. I mean, true, right? My first thought with this question, though, actually wasn't about Mania. It was about NXT. And I thought about how Slipknot was their new theme song for the actual program itself. And I thought about how cool it would be to have Slipknot perform at a takeover. <laughs> so I thought about that. And I, you know, I'd really like to hear Alistair Black's theme music live when he did it at takeover. It was so amazing. And I would love to see that on WrestleMania with a big stage and big presence for that band to come on and play that song. I think it would be really epic at Mania. Thanks, Chris. And the next question comes from Mike at Mike B. Baby. He asks, how would you fix the terrible tag division in WWE? Now, I had to clarify and ask Meryl, male or female. <laughs> oh, well. So he responded with male. How would I fix it? Well, I would allow them to have some more tournaments and get a little bit more involved that way. But really, the problem I see right now with the male tag team division is on SmackDown. There aren't really that many tag teams. So they moved them to Raw. So I'm not really sure what they were thinking with that, but they haven't left much competition on SD Live. So I'm wondering if they should bring up somebody from NXT or NXT UK or 205 or something to fill that gap. Unless they're going to move some people back. I'm not sure exactly their plan, but SD Live is very, well, not stacked. So I think in order to fix it, they need to showcase them more. They need to put them in front of the audience more frequently, have some tournaments, have some events, have some qualifying matches for the championships, something to make it interesting. Thanks, Mike. The next question is from MGB Mason at MGB Wrestling Pod. And he asks, a lot of indie wrestling organizations have started charging full price for children to attend matches in Northern Virginia area. Is this short-term thinking that could affect the next generation of fans from attending and falling in love with wrestling? Your opinions. Wow, Mason, what a great question. So here's my thing and what I'm thinking about when you said that. First of all, shout out to Nova. I used to live in that area for a while, so it's a fun place. And I think that there should be discounted prices for those that are under 12, let's say, like there are for most things, movies, other sporting events and things of that nature. I understand that people want to make money, but it's it's hard out there for a lot of promotions, a lot of companies, but also for the fan. 
With ticket prices like WWE, for example, it's very hard to stomach that when you have to go pay for it, when you can see other wrestling in other places for much cheaper. My own experience, I saw NXT TakeOver, Mania Weekend, and then I saw New Japan and Ring of Honor's G1 Supercard. I had better seats at G1 Supercard for less than half of what I paid. So for the indie promotions, I feel like there needs to be a healthy balance. There should be a lesser charge for younger kids. Do I think it's going to deter the next generation? No, because I think with things like streaming on Twitch and on other websites and platforms and the WWE Network and other promotions that I feel are going to be doing the same thing, I don't think it's going to deter the next generation per se. I think it just might stall some of their profit. So, hey, shout out to any indie promotions that are offering those discounts and incentivizing those kids to come in and watch with their parents. Thanks, Mason. And the next question comes from Eric Shoemaker at Eric SHO 68360363. That's a lot of numbers, pal. He asked, so who's going to stop that freak Lars Sullivan? have to believe they are billing for a hero bad guy confrontation of some sort. Yeah, I'm sure that you're right. They're gonna go for that David and Goliath type of situation. But he's tacking so many different people right now that it's kind of hard to see who he might go with specifically, right? And he's not targeting one specific person yet, so I'm not sure. But I think about who might stop him in general. I could see Roman Reigns being somebody that would take on that freak Lars Sullivan but we'll see what happens thanks Eric the next question comes from pro wrestling fanatic at five star match and they ask two questions okay how would you book a Mickey James title run oh gosh and which three main roster stars would you send to NXT oh easy let's go okay NXT here's who I would send you one Fandango to hook back up with Tyler Breeze. I want him on the Fashion Files. Two, Chad Gable. I would love to see him in some matches with Matt Riddle, with Adam Cole, with Roderick Strong. I mean, the list goes on. Velveteen Dream. I think it'd be really great and a perfect showcase of his particular talent. And lastly, Mike Canales, who comes with Maria. I would like them to move to NXT. There's a lot of things I think Mike can do. As for your Mickey James question, I think, let's see, if I were to book it, I would say Alexa Bliss wins money in the bank. Something happens where Mickey gets jealous of Alexa, starts shit-talking her instead of being friends, and they start fighting back and forth in a few matches. But then, one particular match gets so heated that Triple H comes in and says, hey, we're gonna make this a briefcase on the line match in which Mickey James wins the briefcase. And later on that night, Becky Two Belts is wrestling Lacey Evans again, let's say, right, for the title. And Mickey comes in, cashes in that briefcase, and becomes the new Raw Women's Champion. On a Raw, not on a pay-per-view. To make it totally unexpected, and people, I think, would be rolling from that. Thank you for that one. And now the last question is a crazy question but my boy conrad from the everything pro wrestling podcast which is at epw show says who's the best rapper in wwe history in your opinion 
John Cena, R-Truth, Moe, Enzo, Leah Rush, Macho Man. And can you also wrap your favorite verse from your pick? All right, well, I have to say that I don't really like any of them. <laughs> They're okay. R-Truth is the best in terms of lyric ability, improbability, with some swag thrown in, and it doesn't sound like he's just talk rapping, like what Cena does. Cena does a lot of talk rapping. R-Truth does stuff with flow, right? So I think of that list, he's probably my favorite. I know Wilf wanted me to pick Bo Dallas, but baby, that ain't happening. And Mags from Mount Rushmore Pod wanted me to make sure we don't forget the Cobra himself, Santino Morella. But I'm going to go off Conrad's list and I'm going to do our truth. While I have a healthy appreciation for the Doctor of Thugonomics, it's a lot of talk rapping and I feel like that would be a disservice to my rapping abilities. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> People over there, what's up? If you feel me, stand up and say what's up. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Now you can get with this or you can get with that. You better come with this cause this is where it's at. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> well, that's gonna have to do for now. I don't wanna spoil too much of my rapping abilities, I did promise my boys at DYWTSB that it might happen in a bigger form over there. So, hope that satisfies you for now, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, Conrad. All right, we're gonna make this quick gesture of the week. For me, has got to be the awful shows of Raw and SmackDown. It was just terrible. I was so disappointed with WWE this week, and I'm really hoping they turn it around. But not to worry, honey, because we have plenty of other promotions that we are into. Speaking of that, my crown of the oh, week goes queen. to that Ishii and Evil match from New Japan's Dontaku. Let me tell you, if you haven't seen that match, you need to get on that. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. So yes, Ishii, yes, evil. I loved it. And that, my friends, brings us to a close of this week's episode of Queen's Court. What a banger. I want to give a huge shout out and thank you to my pals, Tanner and Steven from Headlock Talk for joining me for part one in the series of Heels. On Queen's Court, Bad Boys for Life, the men's heel segment. You can expect part two with a very special guest that I have booked later on in the summer. But don't you worry, honey. We're going to be talking about female heels a very, a very soon. So as usual, my friends, please follow me at the Queen of NE on Twitter at X the Queen of NE on Instagram. And if you want your voice heard on the next episode of Queen's Court, then my friends, you're going to want to at me at the Queen of NE on Twitter using hashtag Queen's Court, hashtag Holding Court with Queen, hashtag Queen's Courtiers, any of those works. When I ask for those questions, 
give me a shout. Tell me what you want me to answer. Tell me what you want me to talk about. And maybe I might even take a special request to rap for you, just like my pal Conrad. But you got to be real special and it's got to be something fun. You're going to also want to check out my very special bonus episode of Queen's Court this week, an interview with Kanji from Resurgence. Now, this promotion is a seriously cool one from the UK. you got to check it out, but you got to check out my girl Kanji at K-A-N-J-I-D-U-K-U on Twitter and Instagram. She's so cool. Check out this interview that we had. It was so much fun. She's really interesting, up-and-coming professional wrestler. She's got a lot to offer. Big things for her in the future. I can feel it, folks. So check out that interview. Give me a five-star rating on this episode and that interview wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please also follow at Brainbuster Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And as always, my peeps, my loves, have a wonderful rest of your day. And please be kind to one another. NerdWallet presents Money Questions, the lightning round. Here we go, Carol. How can people compare the best credit cards? Turn to the nerds. Should you pay off debt or save for retirement? Turn to the nerds. One more. Should I listen to my father-in-law's advice on mortgage lenders? Turn to the nerds. You win! Confetti is literally falling from the sky. I'm going to put my winnings in a two-year CD. That would be prudent, Carol. From helpful tools to expert guidance. For all your money questions, turn to the nerds at nerdwallet.com. NMLS ID number 1617539.